This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. listeners. Um, I'm excited to be back for another episode with you. Um, We figured, you know, so one of the things we actually do at Brightly and at Good Together is we share ideas all the time amongst the team. And we often are sharing current events back and forth to each other. And so we, we talk about these things both on Slack and in our meetings. And I figured, you know what, why don't we bring some of that conversation to you listeners? Why don't we talk a little bit about news articles and current events that we're seeing going on in the world right now and, you know, tie them back to some of these environmental themes that we're all, you know, all passionate about and that we're always talking about. So this is the first of one of those types of episodes, um, and I hope you enjoy it. And before we get into talking about the the articles and um, different um, ideas that we picked out for this episode, I would be very remiss if I did not mention the unfortunate disaster that has happened in Turkey over the past um, few days. And I say over the past few days because while the earthquake was a few uh, day or two ago at the time of the recording of this episode, um, you know, due to the massive amount of destruction and, and, de- and um, buildings that have collapsed and just awful amount of, um, you know, natural disaster related chaos going on, they just keep the death toll and the, and the, amount of affected people just continue to go up. So I just wanted to mention this, listeners, because I want you to know we're, we're obviously very aware of the situation uprightly. We're, we're monitoring it. Um, and we're, of course, we, you know, everybody always makes fun of the old thoughts and prayers euphemism, but we are thinking about people affected there. Um, the Brightly team and I are going to compile some resources for those who want to give back right now. So go ahead and check out brightly.eco or our social accounts for more information. After you listen to this episode, we should have more information there soon. Um, It's just such a new and developing subject that we didn't have more time to prepare, but we just wanted to start off the episode by acknowledging that um, and, and really, um, and just saying our, you know, really our our hearts go out to those affected. Um, You know, because you know me, I'm, curious and, you know, an eco nerd, I went and looked to, to go see like, I mean, we, and we could have a whole episode about this and we should have a whole episode about whether or not earthquakes um, are caused by climate change. And really, we don't, to be completely honest, based on, you know, some, some quick research that I did, we as a world don't actually know that much about earthquakes, which is a bit frightening. Um, so we you know, we've gotten better at alert systems, but they're not great. Um, they're really difficult to predict um, with much advance notice. Um, and so really the only thing we've been able to do until now is, is really just prepare. So the answer to the question about are earthquakes being caused by climate change 
most likely not, just based on the really limited amount of um, data that we have. However, fracking, which again, we need a whole episode on this, fracking, of course, um, does have a part to play, though, um, in in earthquakes. So we, we can talk more about that. I wouldn't call fracking climate change, but, you know, it's it's human intervention, which is not good. Um, and, you know, on that note, we're going to just go ahead and move on. Um, and the three articles I'm going to mention to you um, are around single-use plastic. One of my, I, I hate to say favorite topics because you guys know I, I hate single-use plastic, but of course, it's still part of my life, right? I mean, it's part of everyone's lives, but the more we can reduce, the better. Um, but you know what I hate even more than single-use plastic? It's companies, corporations, etc., that pretend like they're recycling it and then they're actually not. Um, I know of one very well-known company in the space that claims to be able to recycle a lot of things that technically aren't really recyclable. And there's been a lot of exposés coming out and saying that they're not actually recycling this stuff. They're just storing it away. I'm not going to spill the beans on who that is because I'm still waiting for like more and more evidence to come out. But there is quite a lot of credible evidence that this is true, which is unfortunate. So whenever I hear about people unearthing these like stores of plastic from companies that were supposed to recycle it, I always just like want to scream because I'm just like that, you know, we've been taught for so long that single-use plastic is okay because just recycle it. And for all intents and purposes, that's bull. I don't, I actually don't know if I, do I curse very much on this podcast? I don't think so, but you know what I mean. You know how I wanted to end that in case you're listening with kids around. Um, It's bull. Uh, you know, very little single-use plastic gets recycled or even can be recycled, even if you have facilities close to you, which many, many people don't. Um, so this just drives me bonkers when we get these weird situations where they um, corporations or companies have claimed to do it. So here's the specific. Um, in Australia, so you guys are kind of familiar, uh, bear with me. The most I know about Australia at this current moment is driven by Bluey. My toddler, Brooksley, is obsessed with Bluey. If you have a toddler in your life in some form or fashion, they probably are too. It's like the cutest cartoon. That's very Australian. Anyway, Australians discovered last week that more than 5,700 tons of soft plastic waste that they had dropped off at big department stores, Coles and Woolworths, were actually part of a recycling scam. Like they, there was a scam run by this company called Red Cycle, and all of these tons of plastic waste are about to just be thrown away in the landfill after all. So, yes, Coles and Woolworths, I don't know much about Australia, but I have heard of those places, so I'm, I, I know they're they're very big and, and very big parts of the, the culture there. So I can imagine that these two places were very excited to be, um, you know, recycling notoriously difficult to recycle soft plastics. Are we... Um, Getting deja vu from what I just said earlier about this American-based company that I'm not going to name right this second. Yes, I mean, this program um, in Australia was run by a company called Red Cycle. And they said stuff like, our goal is to make it easy for you to keep your plastic bags and soft plastic packaging out of the landfill. Um, and they claimed to have diverted more than 5 billion pieces of plastic from the landfill over the past decade. Um, and they were talking about, like, 
you know, all these new products that they had created, like shopping carts and garden bed planting kits, or even used in, um, like, as additives in sidewalks, or asphalt, excuse me. Um, but they haven't been doing that. They've actually been diverting and stockpiling the plastic in warehouses. Oh my god. If you could see me, I'm, like, um, doing the thing where you, like, I tell, you're like grimacing, you're kind of like close your eyes, but putting your hands on your temples. Like truly, it's, oh my God, oh, just what? So yes, they've been doing this, other companies do it too, where they like literally stockpile them. Now, why no one speaks up and says things before, like why that gets to this point, I don't know. It's really unfortunate. Um, but their little stash has been discovered. Um, the stockpiles of plastic in Australia that they've found are estimated to fill about three and a half Olympic-sized swimming pools. Um, so that's a lot. I mean, I think when you think of, like, a swimming pool, you're kind of like, that's not, no, no, Olympic. And a spoiler alert, no country is going to accept that amount of plastic because a lot of times they try and export it. Like, no, nobody wants to have your plastic trash. Um, and so now the, the program has been paused and this scammy company, Red Cycle, is telling Australians that they should just throw their plastics in the trash rather than saving them for their eventual relaunch, which I hope they're not allowed to relaunch. It's not okay. Um, and as you, as everybody knows, and if you're a new listener, this is a little bit more of a negative episode than I usually do, right? Like, usually we're, um, I don't like to specifically call out bad actors and companies, but this specifically to me is like, this is very much greenwashing at its core. It's something that we need to be aware of. So that's why I'm, I'm doing this. It's less about the company itself, which is why I'm not naming names for the ones that aren't quite out there in the news yet, but because I don't want to be accused of spreading rumors. However, um, I do want us to understand that sometimes things are too good to be true. They sound too good to be true, right? If somebody's going to show up and tell you, oh, I've got this magical solution for things that actually can't be recycled, you should be skeptical when you hear that. And so um, most of us aren't, and especially big corp corporation companies and companies, they're not at all. They're not skeptical because this is a problem that's a hard to solve problem that they need solved quickly and easily. So when somebody shows up, it's like a genie, they're like, yes, you're magical, please take this. And it's, it's just not it's not great. So, I mean, we know the problem with single-use plastic, right? You've heard me talk about this a bunch, but, like, you know, th th these things can take hundreds, if not, like, up to a thousand years to degrade, just, like, straight-up regular plastic. Um, and as we've learned, like, they can't all, most of them can't be recycled. They, there's a lot of steps involved in special programs, which might not even be programs. <laughs> they might be scams. And so, what do we tell you every episode almost? Just buy less single-use plastic. St try to stop buying things in plastic containers. That is so much easier said than done, but make your own things, right? Like, oftentimes I feel like, like, I love cottage cheese. I've been eating a lot of cottage cheese lately, and they come in these stupid plastic containers, and I feel really bad about it. So I, the other day, I was, like, googling, how do you make cottage cheese in an Instant Pot? That sounds really gross, guys, but I'm gonna give it a try because I don't want these little plastic cups. Um, granted, I, I get them from a company called Good Culture, and I'm, they're, like, a very ethical, sustainable brand, so I'm, like, I hope that at least the plastics that these cottage cheese containers comes in can be recycled, but I don't even know this. Like, you know, you're listening to me talk about this, but, like, 
I, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I, I'm pretty sure the first time I bought them, I checked, but I can't remember anymore. So this is life as a parent. So this bottom line is buy less of this. And if you're consuming something in a regular fashion, like I am with my cottage cheese, maybe you can consider making your own because then you don't need to have those plastic things. Um, another example is uh, baby puree or like for, for toddlers, they, they um, like those little packets of vegetable puree, applesauce, whatever. They're very convenient. They're lifesavers. Um, but I mean, you know, they have, they're covered in plastic. And so I don't like that. I don't like Brooksley eating stuff covered that's been covered in plastic all the time. So we're going to buy these silicone food pouch things. We're going to give it a shot. So anyway, be curious, try to reduce it, know that this is a problem. Um, and the next article I'm going to move to is in that same topic. Um, because literally the day after I read this infuriating plastics recycling scam thing, I saw that single-use plastics have increased 40% since 2015. 40%. That makes me so sad. I started working on Brightly in 2017. The podcast launched in 2019, but I started doing some like, you know, experiments while I was still working at full time at Adobe. And like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I cannot believe 40% almost since I started this company. Two years, give or take, right? That blows my mind. And so this, this is coming straight from CNN. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're citing a source that's saying that, you know, not only has plastic production, single-use plastic production, right? Like, I'm not just talking about plastics that are going in stuff that's more than single-use. Single-use single is increased by 40%. Um, we are expected to reach nearly half a trillion plastic bags, utensils, and packaging products being produced by 2015. That is very bad. No. Like, and... Why do we care about this? I think you guys know, we just talked about why it's difficult to dispose of. Who cares, right? Who cares if something's difficult to dispose? Can't you just throw it away? I mean, the answer is you can, but we end up with just stuff leaching into the soils. Um, disposal of plastic like produces greenhouse gas emissions. A lot of times the waste ends up in oceans and it can cause harm to marine life. Um, and you know, it's it's just a huge problem. And despite the increasing awareness of, you know, the negative impacts of this, most countries have yet to implement effective measures to reduce its use. And so this is a, obviously a worldwide problem. And we've got to hold hands and go through this solution together. Because if one country is just choosing to not care about this at all, and they produce a lot of single use plastic, um, it, it ends up you know, affecting the world. Now, I will say that um, there are people that argue, and it's there's a debate out there, which is, you know, um, reducing single-use plastics is a privileged thing to do, as in, like, you know, privileged people, privileged maybe, or countries that are not... Um, you know, developing, you know, this is a problem for, for those people to solve. And, and I, you know, 
I can never tell you what to do in your exact life based on your budget and your, your lifestyle and how much time you have to do things. But what I can tell you is individual actions do matter. Um, and, you know, if you buy, let's, I, I think a lot about folks in, in India that use those tiffins, those tin tiffins for bringing their lunch, bento boxes in Japan, like, you don't have to put a bunch of stuff in Ziploc bags um, to go have school lunch. You can literally buy a reusable lunch container and use that over and over again. And, and you'll get your money's worth out of it eventually. Um, but I suppose it comes down to priorities. So I, I wanted to acknowledge that because I think there are ways that you can reduce your plastic consumption for free. But I also understand that, like, you know, Sometimes in order to do that, you have to acquire a new item potentially to hold something and you, it, it's an affordability thing. So I also want to acknowledge that. Okay. Whew. I've been talking a lot. That's how it goes um, with these single use episodes. Anyway, last interesting article about plastics. And this is totally not a new article. It came out in 2019. And I actually just found it because somebody mentioned it on Twitter. So I found it this week. This was new to me. So it's probably, maybe it's news to you, maybe it's not. But it is also about plastic. So I thought I would just include it in our plastics and my rant about plastics today. No, I, I, hope, I hope you're learning something. Um, and of course, we'll include links to all of these in our show notes. So final article is that tofu made in Indonesia is found to contain high levels of plastic. And somebody on Twitter, I... I need to find the tweet. I will tr try my hardest to find this for everybody, but it um, it said it was like funny. It was like ironic funny. I mean, this is not funny at all, but it was ironic funny. Something like, oh, well, you might as well just go eat a plastic bag or something, which I didn't understand until I read this article. So the reason why, so the um, Indonesia has a Ministry of Marine Affairs and Fisheries, and they were the ones who did the investigation and found that tofu in Indonesia was found to contain high levels of plastic. And so what they believe is causing this is because there is a big use of plastic containers and plastic lined bags that are used in the tofu production process. Now, I want to just do more research on, on, on this and understand like, what is it about tofu that seems to make more vulnerable to this, right? Like, you know that plastic is used in the production of many, many things that we consume if it's, you know, pre-done. Pre so what's preventing this from happening with other foods? Maybe it is happening in other foods. Interesting. So let, let's look into that. Um, we will. I'm going to promise you that. But just because this is a quick episode, we didn't have, um, the idea was not to go super deep, but I do want to come back to that. Anyway, um, one of the reasons why this is problematic is because Tofu is a big staple food in Indonesia, and it's consumed by millions of people every day. And so this plastic contamination is posing a significant health risk to that population. And Indonesia is one of the world's largest plastic polluters with a lot of waste ending up in the ocean. And it's so plastics are a growing problem in that section of the world. And it's not, um, you know, it, it's, it's this ecosystem just continues to get worse which is just not good for the people and the living things that populate Indonesian surrounding areas. And so the government there has pledged to reduce plastic waste by 70% by 2025. 
I mean, so this was in 2019 that they wrote this article. So, I mean, I would be very surprised if they've made anywhere near to that close of progress um, because it's it's going to require a lot of effort. Um, it's not just governments and corporations, although they have a huge hand to play when they go to produce something or like put something in the consumer's hand. Like they need to rethink plastic at the very top of that supply chain. But consumers can also, as much as we can, try to cut back on our usage of single use plastic. So number one, like we can just avoid buying those containers ourselves. But we also can say like, look, like, like me with my cottage cheese, which sorry if cottage cheese is gross to you. I think it grosses a lot of people out. I don't know. It's good protein. And I'm, as you know, if you're a listener, I'm not vegan. Although I wonder if you could, you might be able to make something interesting with cashew cheese. Anyway, um, I was, I was basically saying that, you know, as with the example with my cottage cheese, it's like, maybe I'm just going to opt out and I'm just going to say I'm going to make my own. And so if enough people do that with enough different products, people are going to start, uh, the, the corporations and the people at the top are going to start to notice. So, um, listeners, I, you know, as we like to end every episode with actionable tips, right? Like not every episode that we do is super ex- like happy and, and positive because we are talking about deep subject matter here. But what I want us to understand is like, we can do something about it. Like every time we talk about a hard to talk about topic on this podcast, I want you to know that there is something you can do about it. I mean, number one, you're already doing it. So you can listen to this podcast or, or I mean, yes, that's great. But you, you want to educate yourself about what is going on in the world around you. So this podcast obviously is a resource, but, um, you know, we a lot of times we don't have time to go as deep as I'd like into some of these issues. So, like, continue that learning. Like, look up some of the sources that we provide, do your own research, and just become a little bit more informed. And take what you've learned and talk about it with people. Like we're no, we're no longer in the stage of the pandemic where we're as, um, you know, most of us are a bit less cautious about seeing people in person, having like coffee table chatter and dinner, small talk and stuff. Remember we had a few years where we didn't get to do that much, but now it's back. So when you see people just talk about it with them and you don't have to say it like a Debbie Downer. I mean, you can just be like, Oh my God, like I'm shocked. I'm shocked that this company over in Australia was pretending to recycle things and they like literally were stashing it away. That's crazy, right? Um, you could talk about the tofu and plastic stuff. I would recommend you don't use a time when your friend is eating tofu at a restaurant. I, please don't talk about it then. That's not not good. Um, so maybe just talk about it like in a time where there's like just you're just not eating at all. Don't do that. Um, so yes, educate, learn, and then just reduce that plastic, that single use plastic consumption. Um, if there was one tip, people ask me this a lot. What's one tip you like to give people to become more eco-friendly? In addition to the one I just shared about just being generally knowledgeable and, and be more curious, it is always reduce your waste. Um, and we can, in this instance, can talk about waste from a plastics perspective. Well, I hope you have enjoyed my really brief summary of a few interesting articles that I came across recently um, talking about plastic and single-use plastic. Um, If you would like to suggest articles for me to read or discuss these with everybody else, go join our Facebook group. We have a new one. Um, It's, uh, we'll link to in the show notes. It's become, it's like a small but like super active community where people are asking questions and, 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 um, are just finding answers and just finding community there around eco-friendly living. 
Um, so love to have you there. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together. So have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.